This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Scotiabank Arena crowd gets on its feet. The Toronto Raptors have won seven in a row at home. Nine of their last ten. It's a final. Toronto 122, Minnesota 107. That is Jonesy with the final call. Welcome to Raptors Game Night, the post-game show live from Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy, Warren Ward with you. Jonesy, kind enough to hang around. 122-107 is the victory. Another full-value victory, Jonesy, to say the least, where you could just see everybody give what they had. And, and the starters obviously carried it, but Trent Jr. off the bench was phenomenal as well. This was just a, a well-earned victory from start to finish, wasn't it? You know, Jimmy, I, I, and I you know what? Throw this to the guy beside you. I've talked to Javon about it. Um, you know, I'd like to hear Warren's thoughts. I just think that with Jakob Pertl coming over, he's taken away one of the question marks, and guys can settle into roles now. And Fred's playing well. He's healthy. Remember, last year at this time, he was breaking down, and it was, you know, duct tape and string trying to hold him together for the playoffs. Uh, Pertl has been terrific. Siakam found his game tonight. He's been up and down, but... For the most part, he's been good all season. OG looks very comfortable. And like you said, Gary's coming off the bench and giving them valuable minutes from a scoring perspective, right? It gives them that punch off the bench playing against second unit guys. And then you get a guy like Boucher who's going to play with energy. He had five points, four rebounds tonight. That is hardly the impact he had on the game. A couple of Great box outs on Gobert, challenging shots, keeping the ball alive on the offensive glass. Sometimes there are no stats for that. There, there are no metrics for effort and, and energy and intangibles. And I think a lot of that is falling into place right now for Toronto. And uh, as a result, seven straight wins at home and nine out of ten. I want to echo a few things. Okay. <laughs> you, you, the, you, hey, you hey, paused there, a, so you, you observed there a, it. There was a long pause. That means you was thinking, Jim. Watch I was the thinking, smoke. exactly. Watch yeah, the yeah. smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, first and foremost, I think Jonesy is 100% right with things not showing up on the stat sheet. And I was going to talk about that because I know that's a big emphasis. We want to see the Raptors bench, you know, contribute. As we said earlier, as I said earlier, when they have six guys in double figures this season, they're 15 and 8. But I can't tell you enough how many times I saw back taps off of, you know, long rebounds, second and third, you know, extra efforts, second and third chance possessions that the Raptors have had and they scored on. Or, you know, they, they you know what, they got a free throw on. All of those things add up and my bottom line is for impact in a game is how do you affect winning? All of those things affect winning. So, yeah, Boucher, 19 minutes, five points, but his impact on the game is much, much, much grander than that. I love Fred in a pick and roll, and I, I also think Freddie deferred earlier in the year where he was setting up guys in the offense, and now instead, instead, if you look at his, his first quarter production, he's getting off to much better starts in games, and I think that as him being a point scorer and not and not just looking to facilitate everybody and not maybe allowing Scotty because earlier in the season, excuse me, midway through the season, Scotty was initiating offense, and now we have Fred doing that, especially in you know high screen and roll situations, and and it's working. 
So small sample size, yes, but I think the recipe is allowing Freddie to kind of lead the offense, lead the offensive charge, and then everyone else is kind of following suit. And if we don't get production from the bench in terms of points, we can get it in many other ways. And I think yeah. that's that's what's been happening these last three games, and it's resulted into wins. So you know, as Jonesy said, seven out of ten, you got to tip your hat. The guy, you know, the Raptors are playing well; they deserve you know these wins. Tomorrow's tomorrow is an is an ultimate test because you yeah. played tonight. You took care of business, and I do want to point out one more thing. When the uh, when the score was 77-76 for Minnesota with 4-16 left in the third quarter, by the end of the third, it was 94-85 to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, no, they did, a, they did a terrific job, Warren. And look, let me say this um, to your point about making winning plays. That That is what it's about. It, it, it's about... Um, playing your part, doing doing those things, uh, you know the intangibles, and y- you talked about Freddie Warren. We know a good point guard; he knows he can get his at any time. That's right. And and I, I'll never forget this: the great Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas used to say, "I'm not necessarily about afraid of that guy that gives you 30." You know who worries me? The guy that gives me 25 points, and he's got 12 assists. Because now I don't have one fire to put out. I got a whole bunch of them to put out. And, and when you talk about Fred and he, gets, and he gets doing that, he can find his scoring. And now, as you said, everybody's involved. It's a team effort. Guys have a little more bounce in their step on defense. They know they're going to touch the ball on offense. Like all of those intangibles, little things around energy can't be measured. And Warren, Jim, that's seven straight first quarters the Raptors have won. Yep. Coming into tonight, they were averaging 31 points in the last 31.8, 32 in the last uh, six first quarters. Well, they got 32 tonight. They won every quarter tonight. That's eight straight quarters they've won. And they're just feeling good right now. Now, tomorrow's a big test. The back-to-back, a good team, maybe a team you see in the playoffs. So... Um, let's see what they have, but look, they've been rolling at home, and and right now, if it comes down to it, they're going to have one home playoff game. Be it uh, if they're in the nine spot, they're going to get if they get to eight, they get two chances at it, and one of them could be at home. I, I just like the, the full effort, and, and I think you'd agree that in the first quarter, uh, Freddie and, and Pirtle led the way. But as the game progressed, I mean, literally, it was the units. Everybody supported each other. Uh, and everybody contributed here, and, and I think that when you go back to the pre-Pirtle days, uh, that didn't happen because, as you said, Jonesy, they were worn down. There was an obvious void on this roster, and, and you could see the fatigue, and, you know, that acquisition, I mean, the, the, that's like a, a clinic in, in how to build a team. You bring this guy in, you take the void away, and everybody else, as you said, can do their job, and, and they are. Yeah, they've been terrific. They really have, and I just think, you know, Jakob fits in so well um, you know, on the offensive and defensive end. You know, we, we, you talk about, I mean, tomorrow night you got Brooke Lopez. Tonight you had Gobert. You're going to have Embiid coming up. You know, you, you, you have these big centers that you have to deal with, and now they've got a guy like Pirtle. It just, it's just a big help. Thanks, San Antonio. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Pop. You did, you did well. You did well. Thanks for sending him back. Appreciate it. I, I, 
you know, one of the things that's not going to show up on a stat sheet that that I've noticed since Perto's arrival is just his 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 ability to set good screens. Like oh. a, as a guard, and a guard I was, I, I was really dependent sometimes on yeah. getting a good screen. And if I got if I got separation off the screen, I knew what to do with it. And I heard Freddie say something. He said all the reads are made in the off season in the film room. And part of that is that when you're training. You're thinking that, you know, okay, when I come off this screen, I don't really have to think too much. And that's exactly what's happening for Fred. He he knows what's going to happen because the player that's guarding him is taking him out. He, the player that, that is guarding him is out the pitcher now because the yeah. screen is so good. And Fred has time now to make a decision. Okay, Gobert, you're in drop coverage? No problem. That's a jumper for me. Easy money. Okay, Gobert, you're going to come out? Okay, Pirtle at the rim lob. Like, it's 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 simple. Simple and 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 prior to and prior to his arrival, I don't think Toronto had that in terms of setting just good screens. There, there's no stat for it. We can't we can't chart it. I'm sure they do. I'm sure the I'm sure all the coaches do. But if you look at how hard he screens and how open the guards are, whether that's Scotty, Fred, whoever, and it's contagious because now everyone else is setting better screens. And it yeah. makes a big difference. Yeah, it is. I, I know the NBA charts something called screen assist. Javon, I have to or uh, Warren. Javon and I have talked about that. I mean, I have to go and look at the exact definition, but Pirtle would be amongst the leaders for sure. He sets good screens, yeah. doesn't move. Uh, he's got a reputation with the officials. He rarely gets called for a moving screen. So, yep. um, you know, those things are big, and they're huge for a guy like Fred. Everybody talked about the chemistry between Pascal and Jakob with Jakob coming back. Hey, Fred was part of that 905 championship yep. team too, right. and he's got good chemistry with Jakob as well. Jones, the OG provided some some nice highlights tonight offensively, didn't he? Yeah, he was great. Um, he's becoming more and more comfortable. Uh, I, I think he's a good secondary player when the, the ball is moved and it gets to him or they can find him in the post or on the lob and he's not trying to do too much playmaking. I think he's a really, really solid part of your offense. I think since he got injured in Portland and, he, and when he came back into the lineup, Precious Achua was playing very well, uh, offensively at least, and he was scoring more and rebounding more, and OG had to come back and find his rhythm. Well, you see why he was worth the wait, because not only do you know what you're getting defensively, now offensively he has fit in and found a real good groove with with the starters. Pascal, we know what Pascal is going to do, whether, whether he might struggle in terms of scoring or not. Fred is now asserting himself offensively as, as maybe like the catalyst to actually lead the team. And OG's fitting in really well as a as a complimentary third. So if I'm if I'm an opposing team like you know like uh, uh, the Bucks tomorrow, I'm I'm going to be thinking twice or three times of how we guard ball screens. And when you do guard a ball screen, the weak side is usually going to be open, and that's OG. And as I said earlier, he's been knocking down that three point shot consistently, which is so imperative for what the Raptors want to do long term. So. You know, I think tomorrow is going to be a good game. Moving forward, I think the Raptors have have the lineup, as we know, to be in every game that they play. Well, it goes back to what we talked about off the start here, Warren and Jim. Role definition. I just think Pirtle has helped put all the pieces in place and helped clearly define roles and who's doing what, where, and when, and what's expected. And I think you're seeing the Raptors, you know, inch their way towards, uh, you know, a spot in the play-in, and who knows how far with, you know, 12, 13 games left. 
Jonesy, thanks for hanging around. I, I may have left my wallet down there. Did you see it? Yeah, we, we spent it. They said this. Did you get me something then? No, they said this card's been canceled already. <laughs> Jonesy, thanks very much. All right, guys. <laughs> 122, 107. So we're talking about Boucher, and if you looked at his offense, you'd go, he had only two shots and hit both from the stripe. He had five points, but he had four rebounds and assists, two blocks. And two steals. That's earning a paycheck. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two double-doubles tonight. Siakam with uh, 10 rebounds and 27 points. And Pirtle with 11 rebounds and 14 points. So I, I just like the, like the full look. When you see, as I said earlier, and we had the stats to back that up, Freddie and uh, Pirtle sponsored the first quarter, but everybody else dove in. I think regardless of, of who's contributing and how much they score, the, the Raptors have found a, a correct form of playing in, 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 like I said, small sample size. But these last couple games, yeah. this is the think this is the way they, they, they would want to play. This has been ideal for their success, and it's working. Like I said, it's paying dividends. That's, that's what's most important. What is working? And, and, and this is, I think, Fred setting the tone there, that, that high ball screen is working very well for the Raptors right now. And, if, and I, honestly – Thinking about it from the other perspective, how do you defend it? It's going to be tough because tomorrow, you know, Brooke Lopez is not going to be hedging out on ball screens again. So Fred Fred may have another night where he's having a 15, 16-point quarter, and he needs to do it. Now's the yeah. time. When it matters, now's the time to do it. And he's capable, and well, that's most important. You, you said many times throughout the course of the game, and the last game we did was uh, the Denver game. With the game on the line, he got key baskets. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, we'll take a break, come back, and there's more, much more to go over here. Uh, 122-107 was the final of the Raptors over Minnesota. This is Raptors Game Night, live from Scotiabank Arena on TSN 1050. Raptors Game Night, live from Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy and Warren Ward with you. 122-107, the Raptors win over visiting Minnesota. Post game now, Nick Nurse on finding the right matchups throughout the game. Well, I think each game presents, you know, the situation and how things are going. Um... Obviously, Yacht got in a little foul trouble there uh, in the second half. That kind of shifted the rotations a little bit. And um, I don't know, it just didn't really want to start the fourth with Fred OG, Pascal all on the bench and decided to let Pascal was kind of cooking pretty good there at the end of the third. Decided to let him kind of run out two or three minutes to start the fourth and brought Fred back in early. But I thought I thought uh, Chris really impacted the game. Um, he started, you know, it was funny. We went small, and Chris ended up on Gobert, and probably was his most difficult matchup of the night was Chris, right? So got his hands on some balls. Gary really impacted the game, too. He had at least five steals there. I thought he – I saw – I looked down, he had five. And I thought he, I thought he got his hands on another one there in the fourth um, as well. So I thought those two guys, you know, deflected some balls, stole some balls, blocked a couple shots, tied up, you know, jump ball here for Chris. Um, you know, really impacted the game defensively as well as, you know, obviously Gary at the offensive end. You talked yesterday about the mental toughness rebounding from the disappointment of the trip to now play three very good games at home. Even tonight during the game, they kind of well it was it felt like a pretty low energy game the building was really quiet 
I felt like our bench was quiet, their bench was quiet, and I was kind of, then we, we hit a spark there, um, and the energy hit, and then we kind of went on our run. I think, I think we did something like, um, maybe eight straight to end the third to start the fourth or something like that or a pretty nice run but we kind of got them on a two for one to end the quarter then we got the ball back to start so we kind of ended up being a three for one there that that I think we might have scored seven or eight maybe nine nine points on uh right there so then I thought the energy came, you know I thought we were really moving and pace picked up and all that kind of stuff all throughout the fourth I just thought we made some really good defensive decisions um and that, and that led to some good offensive decisions. Sorry, go ahead, A couple of really good overall games for Gary, to your point yep. earlier. Is it as simple as what, hitting shots and that sort of sparked some other aspects of his game, or is there something else that you're seeing from him recently? Well, I think it's even simpler than that. It was a little bit under the weather on the road trip, and he tried to play through it and fight through it and just feeling better. That is Nick Nurse post game. Uh, sorry for some technical issues here. You just have to turn the on and off switch, <laughs> and and we're back in business. I don't know how that happens or why that happens, but it did. And I was actually a little stunned because while we're listening to Nick Nurse, there was a proposal at center court, and she said yes, guy. Yeah, <laughs> I had to do it. She said yes, guy. She did. Congratulations yeah. to them. Whoever is getting married, <laughs> they're, they're both crying, but nonetheless, okay. She said yes, guy. So let's go back to that. Um, that third quarter, there's a sag there, 1910. Uh, Minnesota had outscored the Raptors, yep. uh, and you called me aside and said, hey, what's going on here? And, <laughs> and so as soon as we identified in, the, in Minnesota one-point lead, then the gear shifted. That's it. That's it. And and like I said, with 416 left in the third quarter, um, the Raptors were down one. Minnesota had come out and started off that third quarter 19-10 uh, to 10 in, in terms of points. By the end of the third, it was 94-85 Toronto, and as Nick Nurse had uh, alluded to, it was a lot of the deflections, the loose balls, the jump balls, the extra possessions that made the difference, and then the Raptors were able to, to execute offensively and then contain the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, they only scored uh, up on, what, eight points in the remaining four minutes of the quarter. So, yeah. um, you know, you got like I said, you got to give you got to give them credit to, for able to – for the ability to focus long enough to actually make a, a, a long-standing impact. And then as the game went on, Minnesota just could not could not contend. Yeah, I'm just doing some quick math here, which is always dangerous. They were outscored. The Raptors were 19-10, and then they outscored them 18-8. Nice turnaround. <laughs> nice turnaround, And then exactly. the, in the fourth quarter, uh, they just uh, they were in control. I and, mean, there's no doubt about that. And we've seen in previous times – um, yeah, where that they don't they exactly. don't return. There you go. They they they, 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 they don't bend. They break. The team goes on a nineteen ten run, and that nineteen ten turns into twenty nine wow. to twelve. That's some of those road losses, isn't it? There you go. Yeah, there you go. The, so certainly the Clippers loss was, and, and, and the Denver loss was. And that's why I said so far this little this little recipe that the Raptors are 
are working with in the kitchen right now is working. It's tasting good. Everyone is eating yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. There was no sauce before. No, <laughs> they, now but, they put but, some on but, there. But doesn't it make you look back over the uh, the first uh, two-thirds of the season? And, I mean, it's almost a, a miracle that they did as well as they did because that's a huge void. And if you're coming in and you're scouting this team and you, there's no Pirtle-like pres- presence on this team. It was a, it was a laughing matter. And, and I think other teams, like I said, they came in here to Toronto and they were – they were comfortable. Yes. They, they didn't. They didn't have. Oh well, you know. Yeah, you know. We're playing the Raptors today. Ah, might be a tough game. Might not be. But now, you you have to contend with everybody, and they know that they're that they're going to have to work, and they're and they're and they're going to be in for a game. And we're seeing that. We're seeing the effects of that. And and so far, when teams are playing into into that into Toronto's level, they're coming out with a loss. And, yeah. these, and you know, it's like again, a small sample size. But if this is any indication of how the of how the Raptors will play come playoff time, things are looking up. Well, so uh, the Raptors with this win go to thirty five and thirty six, one under five hundred, uh, uh, twenty three and thirteen on, on home court. Uh, Minnesota drops to thirty five and thirty seven, and fifteen and twenty on the road. And and I think the bottom line of all of that is is that this is the Raptors' house, and and when you come in now. Uh, you're not going to feel comfortable. I like that. How about tomorrow night in Milwaukee? That's that that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, but I'm again. I'm I'm still front row in the van of optimism, and uh, I know some other people are not. I know Josh isn't really in. You know he you know he, you know he's taking the Uber there. That's fine. I'm 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 going to stick in the car. <laughs> I'm going to roll down the windows, and I'm going to say the Raptors. It's going to be a good game tomorrow. I don't know who's going to win, but I know it'll be a good game, and that's that's that. That's what I'm in for. I think right now, just thinking about offensively some of the possessions that, that I know Toronto will have tomorrow and the, and the places where they're going to want to put players, they'll do well. I think Pascal might be in for a, a rougher night because Milwaukee has a lot of wing defenders. Hmm. They got Jay Crowder now. You know what I mean? So that's that's a big pickup for them. They got him from Phoenix. Uh, I think Grayson Allen is a you know is a dangerous piece for the Bucks. I think Brick Lopez's shooting ability. Pirtle's great, but Pirtle's good with his with his with his back towards the rim and defending the rim. Can he defend a Brook Lopez who likes to shoot more threes? He's their best three point shooter. So all of those things will play a factor. And then you got to deal with. Giannis. So OG has his hands full. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that Giannis <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy. That Giannis yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not he's not that good, right? So we got to we got you know, the Raptors are going to have to contend with with um with with Giannis and that's that's going to be interesting. Okay, we have more audio now. This will be Chris Boucher on, on uh, guarding uh, the traditional bigs. Um, I mean, it's a lot slower, um, I'd say, um, you know, when you guard wings and, like, guys that could shoot off the corner or doing back cuts and stuff, they move a lot faster. Um, I think, um, you know, all the years that I've been with the Raptors, I was a big man at first and playing the five, so it kind of brought me back to that. Um, you know, no roller behind, trying to get deflection off the lobs and stuff. So it was definitely fun to, you know, see that I was still able to do that. that. Madness questions, right? Is how much smack talk or conversation is there in the locker room over it? A lot, especially after Arizona loss. Um, <laughs> um, UCLA and all that. I mean, there's a lot of talks going on. We have a lot of guys that our team are making good, and I'm not one of them, but I'm laughing at everybody else. Anyone else? Nope. Two questions en français, s'il vous plaît. Oh, yeah. Je suis désolé, comment français soit mauvais? Mais euh, ça fait de bien de gagner trois fois de suite. 
Non, c'est sûr. Euh, je pense qu'on avait besoin de ça juste pour qu'on retrouve l'équipe, la joie dans l'équipe. Euh, je pense qu'on on trouve un peu de style, de comment on joue, on joue beaucoup. Puis euh, je pense que la, la bonne chose qu'on a focus dessus, c'est euh, savoir qu'est-ce qu'on peut faire, puis le faire euh, au maximum qu'on peut. Uh, comment c'était Chris Boucher post-game uh, and uh, being generous. So he comes up with five points, but as we said earlier, four rebounds, one assist, two blocks, and two steals. Uh, even Freddie's line, I mean, the, the 28 points, he had 22 at the break, but three rebounds, seven assists, and a couple of steals. They, the Raptors had 11 steals, uh, and they turned uh, forced 15 turnovers for 17 points, which was uh, exactly what Minnesota did to them. So th- that's the equalizer there. The bench points eventually got to 28, even though Minnesota had 47. But as I said earlier, Minnesota needed the bench. They needed the bench because their starters got some spare tires on there, so they needed to come in and uh, lead. Use Jonesy's tire. Yeah, thing. there you go. <laughs> lead. <laughs> Shout out Paul Jones. Lead, lead the way in that in that charge. They called. Uh, yeah, no, they their their bench was good because their starters unfortunately aren't that that good, and we saw how how little they you know they really got in terms of offensive production with that lineup without without Anthony Edwards without Carl Anthony Towns completely different team and uh we're seeing that or we saw that tonight so not uh, <laughs> the Raptors are able to get six guys in double figures and as we know they're now 16 and 8 when they do that uh, just looking through the out of town scoreboard uh, the heat Coming back, uh, still down by 790-83 in the fourth quarter in Chicago. And uh, what happened to Washington? They're in there somewhere. I missed them. Where did they go? Uh, they're they're known as Wizards, so they yeah, might disappear. There they are. Okay, 112-97. Uh, they're losing to the uh, Kings. So could be a good night for the Raptors elsewhere to help them out. Uh, when you look at the, the, the game tomorrow night, uh, in Milwaukee, but then they, they come back home for, what, four, and look at it, Indiana, which will be uh, here on Wednesday night, Detroit, Washington, and Miami. They could really take care of their own business here. They really could. Their fate's in their own hands. That Pacer game's going to be a good one. I, I mean, whenever Dwayne Casey comes here, it, it it is a revenge game for him, so look for, you know, the Pistons to, to compete as much as they can. Washington, we have unfinished business with yeah. uh, with with Washington. The Raptors need to come back and that's right. know, get that's... a W there, and then the Heat, you know, well, that's a, that's the tiebreaker game. There you go. Kyle Lowry's coming back into town. I mean, you, you're 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 definitely gonna wanna, you know, seal your own fate and control your own destiny to some regard. So if they can extend this winning streak, tomorrow's gonna gonna be the yeah. difference maker. If if they well, that almost legit. If, if if there's a win there, that would legitimize oh, yeah. beyond belief oh, what yeah. they've done here and the the confidence level to go into Milwaukee yeah. off of a back to back, beat the Bucks at home. And contending with Drew Holiday and the rest of the best team in the Eastern Conference for a reason, I, I really think the the Raptors stand a very good chance to knock off the next four. Well, and the other good thing about controlling your fate in tonight's game was nobody got pushed. Uh, Freddie at 36 minutes and Pascal at 36, OG 35. I mean, that's that's not really pushing anything. There should be some reserve in the tank. No, no, these they're they're ready to go. They yeah. know they know the challenges. They're you know they're. They get paid what they get paid for a reason. They get paid because they can pay back to back. So, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to go ahead and do so and and do it to the best of your ability. So we have you on the record saying win tomorrow night. I, I'm I, yes, I'm I'm gonna go on and, and say that because you've done that. 
I'm going to be so generous oh. as to give you the rest of the night oh, off. Oh, look at you. Appreciate <laughs> it's it. It's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, man. You're such, such a kind guy, man. Oh unbelievable. <laughs> Nobody would believe it, but you do. Yeah. 122-107, the Raptors win here at Scotiabank Arena. This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. Raptors game night final segment live from Scotiabank Arena. They win 122-107 as we've detailed rather nicely. Uh, in terms of performances tonight, OG 15, but he had a couple of really good offensive bursts. A nice slam, a nice three when it counted. Pascal Siakam at 27, Hurdle 14, Barnes 10, Freddie 28, and 19 off the bench from Gary Trent Jr. Double-doubles for Pascal and Pirtle, and that is a nice recipe for a Raptors win in control from the start. Bit of a bend in the third quarter, but they responded nicely. So we're going to pick up the Raptors story on Wednesday when they return here to take on the Pacers, and our next action will be the Leafs as they will be on the roads. They're starting a road trip tonight in Ottawa going into a shootout, and uh, Tuesday night we'll pick them up as they visit the New York Islanders. Thanks for joining us on Tangerine Raptors Basketball on TSN 1050.